Gene I'm glad you were doing that on me Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay with me, your host Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome? Not yet, wait for it, wait for it. Oh crap. You're welcome? I only wrote the goddamn song. Yeah. That's Clint Wells on the uh, electric guitar, everybody. I did. He can play music. I did kind of feel like I was giving up too much of the sauce early on with that Heine stuff at the top. You gave it all the way, dude. I, you did, I don't have anything else, honestly. Dude, you started with anal. You need to like start with, you know. Well, enough about you. Yeah. Jake. Dude, we're already in the anal. We're like <laughs> five seconds into the podcast. Was it ever going to be any different? When I met Clint, we uh, we would get on the bus and we would always like we'd time like how long is it going to take for us to start talking about anal my wife is here she is my wife's here by the way dude you can talk about anal <laughs> there's nothing wrong with talking about anal i'm just letting you know before you keep t- saying whatever you're gonna say <laughs> i know she's here we were hanging out with her before the show we were at your house earlier. it's not like i completely blanked on pa- that. pardon me go on with anal okay yes, anyways we would time ourselves to see how long it would take to until we started talking about anal and usually it would be like under five minutes, usually. But here we are already talking about it. How are you doing? Thank God. I'm doing good. It's really good to be in Austin. I love this city so much. It was my, <clears throat> it's my second home for many years as I was touring with you. One of my favorite nights that has ever happened to me happened in Austin and actually involved the Saxon Pub where we played, I don't remember the order of events, but we played at Antone's and then we played here. And Renee Zellweger, herself, was watching the show. Came and saw some show. Well, I don't think she came to see us, but she was there. She was, so Antones has like a little VIP section. The old one on Fifth and Lamont had a little VIP section. And we knew she was up there. And we were like, you know, doing her thing, being rock and roll. We were people. leaving for tour that night. And then, so we had a show at Antones and then a show here. So by the time we got here, things were a little different for me up here because of the alcohol that they serve here. Thank you. But at Antone's, Renee Zellweger saw the show. And, and I, we burned it down. We, we, we played burned, a blistering yeah, set. We burned, the, we burned the house to the ground. So here's what happened. So I'm the lead singer, and so that means... Chick's normally like that guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the attention's supposed to be coming my way. Yeah. But we played our show, and then right after we finished, somebody came up and was like, uh, Renee Zellweger says she really likes the guitar player. Now here's the thing. I I I met Renee Zellweger years before at a party. And so I'm not gonna say what I'm about to say. Anyway, she here's the problem with Renee Zellweger. She looks good on film. Let me just put it that way. Now she's such a nice lady, I feel bad about even saying that. Well, first of all, canceled. <laughs> Second of all, I have an interesting Renee Zellweger story way before she thought I was interesting. Which we'll just put it that way. She thought I was interesting. She wanted to say hi. No, I she guess. wanted, dude. She wanted, she wanted to get to know you, dude. <laughs> well, we could have talked. We could have talked for hours. Yeah. About all the books we've read, but my first time ever touring in LA, I was super young. I was like 25. I was with Griffin House, a good friend of ours, and we were in a very uncool suburb of Los Angeles, and we were stopping for coffee at a Starbucks. We're at Starbucks in line, 
and someone goes, oh my God, dude, look over there. It's Ray- Renee Zellweger. She's at a table with someone, sunglasses on, kind of trying to like hide that she's a famous person. She's having, uh, the person across from her is, has tarot cards. She's having like her fortune read mm. and she's sobbing. Yeah, that's how I remember her too. <laughs> Actually, when I met her, she was sobbing. I think that seems to be a constant with her. She, was just, dr- she drinks and sobs. Most. Maybe the future for her was, you're going to really like Bob Schneider's guitar player one day at Antone's in the VIP room. I, I, uh, I have a story about uh, being at Antone's. Uh, we, we used to play there with my band called The Scabs. You, you don't know anything about The Scabs. Were you even born in the 90s? When were you born? You're so young and handsome. We'll ask Renee, Renee Zellweger, but yeah. <laughs> she, no, I don't, I've heard of the Scabs, yeah, legendary so, band, yeah. So the Scabs, we would, we would play every Tuesday night at Antone's, and it was, uh, yeah, there's one One person. person went to that show. One person remembers. <laughs> anyway, so if, if you were in Austin on a Tuesday night, it was the place to be. Like, it was the hot spot to go. So I met a lot of, like, uh, stars would come there. Like, Jerry Seinfeld came there one night, and... What? Like signed one of the stars for me and uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> by the way, dude, you went from Seinfeld <laughs> to Kid Rock. By the way, like that was there now, was no intermediate the, level of now, celebrity. Dude, here's the problem: the list is about to end. By the way, <laughs> I think it's it not did. like an endless list of fucking celebrities. I think it ended with Kid Rock. <laughs> it might end with Jerry Seinfeld, but Kid Rock showed up. I mean, back in the '90s, dude, he was like, you know, like. You know, jumping up and down and <laughs> screaming, and he wasn't like the like the Kid Rock now is like Dad Kid Rock, like like I don't know what he is. He's like, hey, I'm gonna go shoot somebody with my gun and then shit on him with my car or something. I don't know. The guy that he is That's now, actually what he's like, yeah, he's just he's kind of like a like Ted Nugent. Like back in the '70s, Ted Nugent like was wearing a fucking leopard diaper and he was shooting people with his guitar and he was just talking about pussy all the time and everybody was like who is this madman now he's fucking bow hunting beaver and he's (laughs) saying the weirdest fucking shit in the world and i feel like kid rock's kind of gone down that same sort of path when he showed up in the 90s at that scabs gig i mean there was a lot of ladies and uh, he had an entourage of young ladies and he was you know like the young Hot Kid Rock. He was and I was the young, hot Bob Schneider back then, by the way, too. Anyways. You're still the young, hot Bob Schneider. I was. Come on. So anyways, so, I, so another celebrity that I got to, a chance to meet was Russell Crowe. I don't know why he was in Austin, but he was in Austin, and he started coming to the Scabs He was shows. probably filming Gladiator here. No, no. He had just filmed... He, had, he was like as big as he's ever been. He was a huge star. He had just filmed Gladiator, and he was coming to the Saxon Pub, so everybody was like super excited. And after the show, we'd go up to the VIP lounge, and he'd be like, "Hi, hey, man, I really like yeah, I really like that show that I saw." <laughs> Damn, dude, I fucking nailed that shit. <laughs> I thought Russell somehow crawled in this motherfucker and got on that. Dude, mic. I was like, I was a little worried that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And then as soon as I started tuning, I was like. Dude, fuck music, man. Give me a hand puppet. I'm going to Vegas, motherfucker. You were like Dumbo when he... Yeah, man. He didn't know if he could fly until he did it. And you just did it. Julius Caesar. I'm the gladiator. Oof. 
That's right. On the gladiator. There! Holy shit, dude. On the gladiator. Anyways, that's the way he talked. Anyway, but there was all this shit about him. Here's the deal with him. He was like known to be like kind of a bruiser and a brawler. Like, so I was, and I'm a, like a total pussy. So I was super kind of scared. Like, I was like, I hope this guy's not going to like, you know, want to fight me or something. You know, like, Why would hey, you come fight on, you? let's take a tumble then, hey? You know, whatever. I don't know what the, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. And he, here's the thing about Russell Crowe fucking super intense. Like, the Russell Crowe in Gladiator, where he's like, that's the way he is in real life. So, like, so when I, when I would like go up to him, he'd just fucking get all in my shit. And he'd be like, man, that was a real good show. Whatever the fuck he said. I don't fucking know how to speak Australian, but he would say something like, I, I like the show or whatever the fuck. I like tarantula. He probably said that. I mean, who I wore, really like who it when you sang Honey Pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is pre-Honey Pot. The songs oh, pre-Honey Pot. The songs we were doing like, I, fl- I like that song, I'll fuck your daughter in the ass, boy. <laughs> oh, I don't know boy. what that accent was. What the fuck was that? That, that was, was like Russell a Crow. weird pirate. <laughs> oh, that ain't day. Anyways, he was really intense, and he would just like get all in my shit, and he's like, man, I've got a... I've got a group called 40 Old Foot of Grunt, and he fucking reaches into his fucking, where his dick is, and he just pulls out a fucking Where his seat. dick is. Yeah, just like. As if it's somewhere different than anyone's dick. <laughs> he just. Where his feel, dick is. Yeah. I feel like Russell Crowe has like a special place to keep his dick, <laughs> or he did in the 90s. Maybe now it's just like in the regular place, but in the 90s, he probably had to use it a lot, so it was like a. Like, you know, one of those gunslingers where they had to fucking just... Here's my dick. And didn't he, like... Who did he fuck? He fucked, uh... Renee Zellweger. No, he... (laughs) No, dude, he fucked, uh... He fucked, uh... Courtney Love? He fucked Courtney... You don't remember that? He pulls this fucking CD out from his dick A CD! Uh, His CD. 40 Old Foot of Grat. And he hands it to me, and he's like, I want you to listen to this. And then you tell me what you think about it. And I'm like, okay. And so I take it home and I put it on and it's terrible. It's, it's not good at all. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker, <laughs> he's top of the world. He's the, he's the king of the world. He's a gladiator. He's the gladiator. I mean, was he nominated? Did he win an Oscar? I think he won like 20 I mean, Oscars every for single person in the world is fucking licking this guy's butthole. So... I, so I listen to it, and I know, I'm like, oh, shit, he's coming next week. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be real with this motherfucker, because I know that he'll respect that, because he's that kind of guy, you know? And, uh, and uh, n- guaranteed nobody's telling him that this shit sucks. So sure enough, cut to next Tuesday. I'm at the fucking Antones. We kill it, as always. And, uh, right? And... Uh, so I go up to the VIP thing, and sure enough, man, he's right. He's like, hey, come on over here. Here's a Foster's. Come on over here, there. Schneider, come on, then. Come on. Dude, I don't know what's going on, dude. This is the best fucking Australian shit I've ever done. Anyways, <laughs> come on over here, then. Hey, right, right, governor. Ah, I fucking slipped over to Britain. Anyways. So I get, he's all up in my face, and he's like... 
so did you listen to that CD? And I'm like, yeah, I did. What do you think of it then? And I'm like, it's fucking great, dude. <laughs> of course you said that. What else are you going to say? Dude, I was fucking, I couldn't say anything else. He's like, all right, then. That's the end of that story. Wow. <laughs> and then I went, no, was, but check this out. So I did go see him at Stubbs. A couple weeks later, he had a, he had a concert at Stubbs. And so I went, and was, he was like, I am going to put you on the guest list. So I went down to the Stubbs to see him. And it was sold out, of course. And it was all these ladies. It was just like outside, you looked outside, in the audience. Stubbs outside or inside? Stubbs outside. Oh. And it was, I don't know how many it holds, like 2,500 people. It was 2,487 ladies. And then like <laughs> occasionally you'd see a dude and you'd be like, What's why? wrong? What why, happened? Why is that what happened guy? To you? Yeah. Why is he there? And that was probably me, but here's by the, the way. here's the thing about Russell Crowe. In that live setting, he was amazing as a front man. He would just get up there and tell these stories that were funny and like amazing. Like every he had the whole audience in a trance, and then they would just bust into these really shitty songs in between. <laughs> and you know, but when you go see a band, you don't, you can't understand what they're saying, so it actually works. Like so, I was like, ah, that'll work. I'm trying to fucking. Backpedal just in case fucking Russell Crowe ever listens. Dude, goddamn. table seventeen. Just Russell in case Crow. he ever gets his hand on this fucking show. You were telling me about your uh, bug situation. Do you have like bugs at your house or something? Well, we didn't have bugs at our house, but we had a bug guy. You have a bug guy. What's that? Who all does anyone here have a bug guy? Yeah, everybody. Every, dude, Almost this is fucking Texas. You either have a bug guy or walking around with bug bites all over your shit. We do have a bug guy. His name's Damien. He's kind of a nice guy, but he talks a lot and he's kind of a close talker too. You guys know anyone who? They talk to you, they get like right here, like right here. You could clip their nose hairs. You could eat their nose hairs. They're just right here. He does that. He likes to talk to me. Damien, my bug guy. Yeah. He, he likes to say weird things to me like, uh, are you guys going to have any more kids? Which isn't a normal thing a bug guy says. Dude, that's very uh, troublesome that your bug guy is asking <laughs> but, you to have more kids. But, does he look like that guy from fucking uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that fucking... <laughs> Comes around and puts the kids in that little carriage. And what happens to those kids? By the way, I've never gotten that far in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I usually, I'm usually done masturbating by the time that I fucking they get to where they're going. That's a joke, motherfucker. It's oh not a joke. God. He really there, no. There was a couple people that are like what he there... masturbates to children being kidnapped. What the fuck are we doing here? It's a JK JK. I think they just really wanted to hear the bug guy thing. I did. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I well, so his name's Damien, and he uh, he asked us about how often we're going to procreate, which isn't super cool. Dude, hold on. I'm going to get. I'm going to. I'm going to get. I'm going to try get to get lounge. <laughs> lounge up. All right, go ahead. These, these chairs. You can't fucking lounge in these chairs at all. Like if I <laughs> already, I'm regretting the decision. <laughs> Plus, I just don't want. Too, too late. Too late for everything. <laughs> it's too late for everything in terms... Let's talk about... Dude, this. as soon as I got up here, I was like, I wore the wrong shit not to show this. I was like, I don't know what I should wear. I should have worn a goddamn fucking beehive. Dude, you know what we should have done? Like, and then be like, I'm Lady Gaga podcast motherfucker, but it's just really, I just don't want to have to show people my fucking fat ass bullshit. We tried to cram into one of these, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't work. I know. 
Dude, Do those we... are tight. <laughs> I could maybe put a ball in there. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So the bug guy's asking you about to, wanting bugging right. you to have kids, dude. My bug, dude. I I have your bug the, guy wants to be like. Be. No, I I have this bug guy, and he's always like, he's always like, hey man, I'm gonna be over there in about an hour. I really need to talk to you. I'm like, I have nothing to say to you, motherfucker. Here's what I have to say to you, Bob Schneider. Here's your check, bitch. Here's your invoice. I don't want to talk guy. to the bug guy. Bug guy. Nobody's like, hey man, we got to talk. I'm like, no, we don't. Please God, don't want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't answer any texts from him. And then he'll like, you know, he does the thing. You know, he's like, hey, came around and I was here. Took care of some bugs. What are you up to next Tuesday? I'm like, how do I swipe Let's right to... on this motherfucker? <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. I've never been on Tinder. Which is the one where you don't want to? Grinder. Is it left? Left, left if you don't want to. Where's the dating app for your bug guy? <laughs> That's what we're looking for. You met your bug guy on Tinder? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's code for I got crabs from some dude at fucking at the Gibson Lounge. <laughs> Jesus. That yeah. was teed up perfectly. Dude, speaking of crabs, yeah. one of my favorite stories about Bob Schneider... This is one of my favorite stories about Bob Schneider, my friend Bob Schneider. Once upon a time, not long ago. Here's the thing. I got, no, I got crabs when I was 17 in Germany. I was living in Germany. It was right before. Which I think that's what happened. As soon as you cross over into Germany, they just give you crabs. So here, all right, here's the story. It's, it's not, I, I don't think it's a funny story, but I'm 17 years old. I'm, I'm living in Germany. There's no drinking age in Germany, so you can just go to the bars and drink willy-nilly, which is what I did. And one night, I met a lovely lady, as one is wont to do. She seemed like a nice lady. She was a little older than me. I'd say she, I was 17. I would put her, even with the drinking, even with the fond, romantic remembrance of times past, I'd probably put her age around 44, 45 years old. What movie was Renee Zellweger making in Germany at that time? <laughs> I really don't remember exactly what this lady looked like. I do know that she was old. But I... We were talking at the bar, and I was drunk, and, and somehow at some point I, f I found myself falling in love with her, and I was like, let's go back to your place. And she's like, okay, for 100 marks, we'll go back to my place. So I give her 100 marks. We go to her, like, fucking dingy, weird walk-up. Hmm, weird. Efficiency apartment. I, there was no lights. I don't know if her electricity had been cut off. but It had. Never, never were, were there, was there a light to be seen. We get in, into bed with her. Get naked. I'm so drunk. I, I can't get a hard on. And I'm 17 years old, so that's how drunk I am. Because when you're 17, you just are hard most of the time. And then every once in a while, you're not hard. But I couldn't get hard. Thank God. All I could do was mash my shit up against her shit. And then she was like, she got frustrated. So we went back to the bar. And... About an hour later, I'm like, hey, I think, I can, I think I'm good to go now. And she's like, well, that'll be another 100 marks. And I'm like, well, that 100 marks is all the money I had in the world. So she's like, well, go fuck yourself. So, And everything was fine. I woke up the next morning. Turns out I had craps. Now, I didn't know how to get rid of them. So, but I love, the how, I love how like your sort of quaint Texas upbringing was like, how do I, I have craps now. 
don't right. know how to get rid of them. I'm embarrassed to go to the pharmacy or whatever. You're like, maybe I'll take a long, hot bath. I did take a, I took a 12-hour bath. And I figured, well, I'll drown these motherfuckers. And here's the thing about a 12-hour bath. It gets cold. Like, after a while, you're just in a cold bath. And you have to re-warm it. And then it's just kind of boring, dude. This is like pre-iPad, pre... I mean, you had to, like, read or whatever. So it was a long... But I was like, it's necessary. Anyways, that fucking didn't work. I, I got out of the bath, and sure enough, still had a goddamn... He has them to this day, actually, I think, because... I tried, I tried a couple other methods. Uh, at the time, I was using a Norelco razor to shave. Uh, back in the, uh, this was in the 80s, nobody had beards, so everybody was clean shaven. So I used a Norelco razor, and I was like, ah, I'll just shave all these pubes off, and then they'll have no place to hide these motherfuckers. And I just went, I just, just some, like, I just put it in that area, and then at some point, it just grabbed and just went, <laughs> And I was like, well, fuck that. I'll live with the crabs because I'm not doing that ever again in my life. I tried rubbing alcohol. Doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> makes you feel not good. Like it, I, It's a sensitive area of the body or something. Really? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Imagine that. I immediately showered after that. So anyway, so I had these things my entire freshman semester of college. And now, did I meet some lovely ladies in college? Oh, yeah. And uh, was, I, was I an innocent, cute, young man at the time? Oh, yeah. In fact, I, met, I, 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 I hooked up with a lovely Italian girl. And uh, the next day, she, uh, she called me, and she was like, hey. Uh, I have crabs? I, uh, I. I've got crabs. I've got crabs now. And I did the, uh, and she's like, did you give me crabs? And I'm like, you've got crabs, bitch. I did the old, you oh, gave me crabs. Boy. Anyways, so cut to the very end, the last week of school. I'm watching a film in the, there was like some lounge that we had in the dorm. And the it crab was, lounge. It was like a. Yeah. <laughs> trust it was a crab me lounge. I, believe me when I say this. It definitely was the crab lounge that day. I know. I, I don't know it what it was before I got there, but every place I went to became the crab lounge. <laughs> I had a lot of crab activity at that point. I mean, I was not going to bed. I was not going to bed happy or waking up happy. It was just a constant battle. Uh, anyways, I'm watching a movie, and it, I think it was called The Last American Virgin, and the guy in the movie gets crabs, and as soon as he gets crabs, I'm like, dude, I'm like this. I just was like, mm, these crabs are, and then I was like, <gasps> dude, I'm fucking, where's my notebook? Dude, you're the only guy in the world where The Last American Virgin, for you, was a fucking documentary. Dude. I fucking, I fucking, I'm taking notes, and sure enough, they're just like, oh, they just go get some cream or something. I'm like, what? All they needed to get was cream. So I go home, I tell my dad, I'm like, dad, I've got these crabs, I've had them for like three months. You told months. your dad. Well, here's the thing, I'm living in, Ger here's the thing, I'm living in Germany at the time, so you have to go to a German pharmacy, I don't know what the fucking word for, German word for crab is, so I tell my dad, and plus I'm embarrassed, I'm not going to the fucking thing, I'm, dude, you don't, is, 
the person that I was when I was 17 and 18 years old, I was the most introverted, shyest person you've ever met. I was so uncomfortable in my own skin, but I had to drink just to be able to say hi to somebody. If I wasn't drunk, I would just be inside my, just crawling inside my own skin. So the idea that I was gonna show up at a German pharmacy and ask for crab cream, <laughs> ain't one gonna happen. So I tell my dad, and I'm super ashamed and super embarrassed, but it's my dad. There's lots of stories about my dad. I mean, I woke up one day in bed with my dad, and the entire bed was completely soaked in vomit. And we were both sleeping real soundly. One of my favorites, even beyond that, is your dad never really was very huggy growing up. No, when, he never when, hugged When me. you needed it the most. Never hugged me. You need your dad to hug you. Now that Bob and his dad are... I make, I make him give me hugs now, and but the, it's, but the like, problem it's is, like hugging that statue, dude. But No, 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 no. No, it's, it's worse. Because Bob's dad now is in a phase of his life, which I guess we're running towards yeah. at full speed, where he slathers himself with Vaseline. Or is it Vaseline? What does he put on himself? <laughs> All right. All right. Who knows? Am Just, I getting it wrong? Yeah. Oh, baby yeah, oil. Babe. Sorry. Sorry. Ba- Dude. All right. Just <laughs> fucking timeout. Also zip. But also timeout. But also zip. Okay. It's not that different. All right. It's not Vaseline, but it is fucking baby no, oil. No, here's the deal. My dad at some... My, all my dad wants to do all the time is be tan. <laughs> he just wants to sit in the sun with his shirt off and get his dark as he possibly can. And he found out a few years ago that the best way to do that is to slather himself in Johnson & Johnson baby (laughs) oil because there's absolutely zero sunblock. And I think something about that oil actually magnifies the sun and fucking shoots darkness into his fucking skin. Unfortunately, he's a fucking walking horror. (laughs) If he comes into your house, everywhere he steps, everywhere he sits... Baby is, oil. ...is slathered. He slathered could, he, in dude, baby oil. Dude, he could never commit a crime because <clears throat> no. immediately... You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to know exactly. that my dad has been around. <laughs> All the, you do is this. Is that Johnson & Johnson's <laughs> baby oil I smell? <laughs> Anyways, I tell my dad, he goes... Okay, I'll go get it. So he goes and gets this cream, brings it back to me. It's just like a little tube of shit. But back in those days, I wore white tidy whities that's, that's just what you wore in the 80s. They didn't have fucking boxer briefs. That shit was not invented. That's what I wore. Fruit of the loom, white, tight. <sighs> Chef's, Chef's kiss, kiss, motherfucker. Chef's kiss, motherfucker. So I fucking pull my things down, slather the whole area in this cream. By the way, that cream... Tingly. <laughs> Real tingly. Maybe even zingly. Zingly, tingly, and by the way, don't care. Because I've already, it's been three months of just pure hell. So <laughs> well, I, after the 12 hour bath, you're so probably done. So I put yeah. this on there. I leave it on there for about an hour. I don't know how long you're supposed to leave it. I think you're supposed to leave it on for like five minutes. I left it on for an hour. <laughs> after an hour, I pull my, my white. Tidy whities down. And I look down, and there are literally a thousand dead crabs. It's the Gettysburg of crabs. It is fucking the Civil War of crabs. 
of it's dead bugs. The Abbey Road of crabs. The end. The end. The end. All right. We do have to, unfortunately, we're don't, out of time. Don't tell me we're out of time. We're out of time. Was that babe. really? That was that, was that quick? Yeah.